0: worthy of our praise to you our lives we raise you are awesome in this place mighty God that's all it says you are awesome in this place Mighty God, you are awesome. You are awesome in this place. Our Father, you are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. To you, to you, our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place. Mighty God, you're holy, you are holy in this place, mighty God, come on, tell him he's holy. You are holy in this place, our Father, you are worthy of our praise to you our lives we raise you are awesome in this place you are mighty in this place you are holy in this place mighty god father we love you so much and we thank you lord just for allowing us to come here together so that we can rub on each other, Lord God, and gain strength from one another. We thank you, Lord God, just for the opportunity to stand before an awesome God father there is none like you in all the earth there is no one that can do us like you're able to only you can save and heal and deliver and make free only you can change minds and change plans God father we pray Lord God that you would do it in our lives whatever we need God you know what we need we we're not even that intelligent enough to know what we need all the time so father we pray now that you give us what we need God Hallelujah, we just love you so much and we honor you and we respect you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Amen. Our our God is so awesome. Amen. In a world where it seems as though there are no rules anymore, um, a world where it seems that anything goes, God is saying there is A right way to do this. There is a right way to run this race for God. We can't just run any way we want to, how we want to, and do what we want to do, and then say we're in the race. At some point, we have to realize we've gone off track, we've gone off course. Somewhere along the line, we have to um, realize that some of us are not even in the race. Just because I have a shirt on and it has a number on the front and the back, because I have shorts on and I have running shoes on, don't mean I'm in a race. There's a lot of people, even if you go to races, even the, you know, carnal races, there are There are probably a whole lot more people who are dressed like that on the sidelines. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Chapter 12. And all of my scriptures are going to be coming from the NIV version of the Bible. Hebrews chapter 12. And if you see the picture, it, the, there is a picture of um, people who are on the line getting ready to start a race. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm going to be reading the first and the second verse. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders And the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. I'm just going to stop there. The race that is marked out for us. The phrase, the race that is marked out for us reminds us that the Christian race has a predetermined course. It is not left up to the participants to make the rules. Furthermore, it is essential that we run according to these rules and not those of our own choosing. Not only in a race, but in any type of athletic event, there are certain predetermined rules to follow. Else the participants are disqualified. Or they are penalized. Go with me to 2nd Timothy. Chapter 2. Verse number 5. It says similarly. Anyone who competes as an athlete. Does not receive the victor's crown. Except by competing according to the rules. We live in a world where we want everything for nothing. And we want everything now. We want our food faster so we have millions of fast food restaurants. We want more food and less time so we pump our animals with steroids and hormones to produce what we want faster. We want our food hot. Faster, So we nuke it. We want to get on with life faster. So we have college courses in high school. (laughs) God, I just can't wrap my brain around that. When we go somewhere, we want the shortest route possible. No one wants to take the path that matures you as you go. But we want what we want in the shortest time possible and hope we can handle what we want when we get there. If there's a shortcut, sign. Sign me up. But how many know there is a certain things a shortcut would not suffice? Anybody ever had grandma's cooking? Grandma don't. Uh-uh. You ain't going to rush grandma's cooking. I don't care what you do. It's gonna be on about 250. And it's gonna cook all day. And but when you go into grandma's house or somebody that really know what they're doing, the whole house is smelled. The aroma is in every room. You can put your head under the covers, it'll wake you up in the morning. Uh, Anybody ever smell grandma's cooking in the morning? It a, it a It'll literally take the covers off of you, on, and you will be in a <laughs> trance walking on, to the kitchen, oh, yeah. because Grandma know how to let that thing simmer. Grandma know like, Grandma know how to let that thing mature. Let it, let it, let it, let it, um, let it um, uh, go a little easy. She don't, she don't rush it. You know what? I tried to rush some cooking one time. Come on. Oh Lord. The outside looked like it was ready, but once you touch that inside, come on, I'm going somewhere. Some of us, we look ready, but you put that knife to them. What's on the inside you don't want. Some of our insides need to be cooked a little more. We ain't ready yet. Oh, Jesus. We have all heard stories of an athlete who thought he might have finished first, and nevertheless, was disqualified because he went against the rules. We all know that every Competition has a set of rules. Any participant who fails to follow the rules is disqualified. In 1980, there was a woman by the name of Rosie Ruiz. It probably percolates somebody's memory. She was a a participant in the Boston Marathon. And then in that that race, what she did was she waited to the last half mile. She was dressed like she was in the race. What she did, she stepped in there. (laughs) <laughs> ran to the finish line. they raised her hands because they thought she had won um her time was let me see what was her time uh, her time was two hours 31 minutes and 56 seconds but her her total time that she actually ran was probably about six, seven minutes. Some of us, God mercy, want the prize of a person who would have run about three hours for only six minutes of time. You want something that's going to take years, months, hours to do and you want it now. That's what Rosie Ruiz did. And everybody know what's done in the dark. It's going to come out in the light. So Rosie Ruiz, even though they put her up her hand and raised her hand, uh, they found out that she was a fraud and a fake and a phony. Mike, you got the video? We're going to watch a small video of People who wanted something for nothing.
1: The Boston Marathon takes place tomorrow, but one runner won't be there. We begin with breaking news. The women's Go St. Louis Marathon winner is a fake.
0: Marathon organizers say she never even ran the race. We found the real winner, Andrea Carl, starting the race in this video. She's the one in orange near the middle of your screen.
1: The blonde woman right there with the... We drew, a, we drew a circle around her. It's the one that's inside the circle and not any of the other people who are darkened on the outside of the circle. Are you still not seeing her? She's right there. With all the technology marathons have incorporated over the years though, how can you still cheat? How did this woman pull this off?
0: She's not wearing her bib in the proper place. It was hidden under her shirt on her shorts. Race officials couldn't find any electronic markers for Schlur, and no one seemed to recall seeing her on the race course. She told race officials that she removed the magnetic tag so her times would not be recorded, a violation of race protocol.
1: And yet, we celebrated her anyway, for some reason. Even after all that, she said she won, so we believed her. Man, we are stupid. As strange as this story is, though, it gives us a chance to take a look back at some of the more ridiculous cheating scandals that have plagued the marathon running world over the years. We all know the story, right, of Rosie Ruiz, the infamous 1980 Boston Marathon cheat who joined the race at the last half mile and was crowned the winner. During a post-race hey, interview, Mike, Rosie, Mike, looking rather...
0: Nu- and we have mastered the faces. Look at look at the face. The face is in exhaustion, like I've, I've run three hours. Listen, we have mastered... The, the the phony fake fake faces to say that I've been with God, you know that. Mm. Mm. Yes, Lord. Don't I seem so holy? You know, <laughs> you know. When your face is dis- disfigured, people think you, you're 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 real holy. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes. She's she has formulated that face. As if she's done something. Sometimes we do that. We formulate a face or a or a or a um, something about ourselves, and we put it out there as if we have really put in the hours and the time that it takes in order to receive a prize. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Not sweaty. Responded to a reporter who asked if she had trained with lots of heavy. Pause it, By Mike.
0: saying, I'm not. The, the- the thing says she wasn't even sweaty <laughs> How can you run three hours, almost three hours, and not one ounce of sweat? Oh God. <laughs> How can oh God, I'm about to tread some water. How can you say you you've been praying, you've been fasting. You've been reading the word. Does it line up? That, that, there's, there's always proof in the pudding. Well, once we taste it, we're gonna we gonna understand, we're gonna know. You know, that there's no need of trying to fool us and fake up fake us out, you know. Oh, we're trying to do this for the master. You can fake us all the time, but you can fake God none of the time. God ain't never fooled. And that's the one. We, ha- we have an audience of one. We're, we're purposing to please God with everything that we do. Whether we're praying, whether we're not praying. We're like, you know, God knows. Whether we are reading our word, whether we're not reading our word. God knows.
1: Amen. Go ahead. I'm not sure what intervals are. And in the 35 years since. There Pause been- it, Mike. I got
0: to go here. The girl didn't even know what an interval was. They said, how have you been training? Um, 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 did you do certain type of intervals? And she was like, uh, what is an interval? Whoa. Oh, God, you don't even know the language. You can tell people who have, who have been studying their word; They know the language, baby. There is a certain language of the word. There's a certain language of the believers. When, when you get around, a, you, you are no believer. You can just keep, meet a person. But you're you're no believer by their love, by their by their genuine, but by, by the word somehow, some way or another, something gonna spill out. If you long, if, if, if you were with believe a believer long enough, something gonna spill out. If you were to a sinner long enough, baby, something gonna spill out too. You'll know. And she said she didn't even know what this was. She tells she told on herself by her own admission. Go ahead. Mike.
1: Plenty of others. The female winner of this weekend's Chickamauga Battlefield Marathon has been disqualified. They say it's how fast she completed the last leg of the race that made them look into it further. The first half timed out at about two hours and six minutes. But the timing chip shows Hamilton ran the remaining half in less than 50 minutes. What easy there, Prefontaine. You don't have to obey the laws of the race, but you do have to obey the laws of physics. Uh, and don't think Americans are the only ones. One runner in Scotland's Kielder Marathon found one of his competitors cheating in a rather interesting way.
0: Witnesses have come forward and state that they did see uh, Mr. Sloan get on a bus, get off a bus, and then run the last part of a mile into the finishing line.
1: Now, if you're wondering how a sweaty, smelly man didn't stick out like a sore thumb on the bus, well, then, you've never ridden a public bus. (laughs) All of this begs the question, why? Why are you cheating at the marathon? When you think about it, you're only competing against yourself. I mean, maybe you're really into leafy headbands, but (laughs) even then, just go to Coachella. I think it's because the only real appeal of running a marathon is that you get to tell everyone you know that you ran a marathon. Because on a purely practical level, running 26 miles became a pretty useless skill as soon as we invented cars. (laughs) (laughs) But telling people you ran a marathon, that's useful because it earns you respect. It makes you look dedicated and it makes them feel lazy and fat and gross. So if you can find a way to skip the actual running and just get to the part where people are forced to respect you, why wouldn't you? Or if you want to do some of the running, that's fine, too. Just make sure you tell people it took less time than it actually did. It's not like they'll ever find out.
0: You said that you had run a two-hour and 50-something marathon. It turned out that, of course, it was actually over four hours. How did you make that mistake?
1: It was an honest mistake. I was 20 years old. I hurt my back when I was about 23 or 24 and I had to quit running. I ran an ordinary race, and I thought the answer I gave was an ordinary time. Obviously, it wasn't. Obviously. And, I mean, you hurt your back. So you couldn't possibly know what time you ran in a marathon? (laughs) I think we can all agree that with all this cheating and lying and cutting corners, marathons are just not worth it. Unless it's a bar rescue marathon. Then sign me up.
0: All right. As you see, the, the um, title of the message, the title of the message is There Are No Shortcuts. Paul said, Paul said this in um, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. He says, Do you not know that in, all, in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? We say, he says run in such a way as to get the prize. You have to run in such a way um, that there are there, there are no shortcuts in it. You know, there, there are none. If, if, if I can just drive that point home that there are none, no shortcuts. None. <laughs> you, you have to do what the Bible says do. There are no shortcuts. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do to get a crown that will last forever. Amen. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I run with the purpose. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body. It's saying that I that guess what I'm getting my body. Body has to line up with what I'm saying, you know, because because it's, it's so easy to fall asleep and stay asleep. But you got to say, body, get up. You have work to do. You have things to do. Um, It says, um, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I do not know the author, but someone said when when we are a society or people without rules, we are a people who are destined to destroy oneself. I'm going to read it again. When we are a society or a people without rules, we are a people who are destined to destroy oneself. God help us not to destroy ourselves. I had a dream. um, I'm not being I'm not quoting Martin Luther or anything. Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) But but I I really had a dream. (laughs) I I was in a race and and I didn't want to lose as as much or even more than I wanted to win. You need to hear my statement that says I didn't want to lose as much or even more than I wanted to win. I just don't like losing <laughs> that that was that was the motivation. I, I didn't like losing. Um I was running but um then noticed a person in front of me had a bicycle during a running race. I ran as hard as I could to keep up. I was thinking to myself, Doesn't anyone see this somewhere along the race? I knew we had took a different turn, but I didn't want to be beaten. So I kept running because because the one who was on a bike, it's I I knew that we had veered off of the course. I was like, this person's not going to beat me, though. You know, so I veered off of the course with them because I was like this person, I'm, I'm not losing. Um, But um, I didn't want to be beaten, so I kept running. And when it all came to a boil, we were to the final stretch, and we saw the banners that you see at the beginning of the races, you know, the real high ones. Um, um, I knew it was those type of banners because it was higher, not like the ones that when you're at the end of the race, you run right through them. Um, Although it seemed strange, I continued... To run, listen. When you see something strange, uh, pause. You stop your brakes or something. There's there's something that's not right. But I kept running in in this race. Although it seemed strange, I continued to run because she didn't stop. I didn't stop. I outran her and jumped and touched the banner and assumed I won. But in actuality, there was another race starting and the race we had been running was over 3 days ago. <laughs> the, the man in charge of the race said, "Surely you guys aren't from that race because that one was over long ago." So so I believe the meaning of this dream is this. Some of us have started the race and have been running, but somewhere Along the line, you went off path. Turn with me to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter five. Galatians chapter five, verse seven. It says, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you it Says a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Or there's another version that says a little leaven, leavens the whole lump it means that, uh, you know, you said, well, I, I just veered off just a little bit. But that little bit, it, it still counts as you going off. Um, um, if um, anyone has ever used a, a, a compass, you go off one degree. And you keep going. Oh, oh, God! True. You're in a whole different country. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, every little bit counts. Um, the thing about it is, is you didn't want to go off the path, but because you saw someone else go off the path and seemingly prosper. In varying the course, you vary yours, and th- that's what I did in the race. I was, you know, I was following her, and I, I, I didn't want to lose. But I saw her go off the course. But because I didn't want to lose, I, I went off the course too. But because I didn't, the thing about it is, I didn't see any repercussions of what she did, and I saw that she was still winning. Therefore, I said. Don't, don't anyone see this? So I was like, well, shoot, anybody, you know, I want to win too, but we got to win the right way. It's like the beginning. God says that there's a right way to run the race. Okay. Go with me to, to the book of Psalms, Psalm 37. I'm, I'm, I'm almost finished. Psalm 37. I'll start at verse number one. It says, Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Because sometimes we, we look at other people and it seems like they're cheating their way to the top. And it seems like there's, 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 there's nothing happening wrong to them. There's nothing going on wrong in their life. It seems like they're being blessed. I'm like, I'm doing the right thing and it ain't not happening for me right. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord and still do good. It says, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Come on, look at your neighbor say, he will do this. Amen. He will make your righteous, he will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. Look at somebody again and say, there, there, are no there are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to what God has planned for you because just like grandma's cooking, God is doing something. He's doing something in your life that takes time to cook, but when you are ready, everybody's going to smell it. <laughs> everybody's going to see it it's going to shine I'm, I'm telling you it, God when God does it he does it right and he and and, and and he makes sure that you're above only and you're never beneath you're the head Amen. and not the tail you know God knows how to set you up for success but you got to be patient enough to wait on it Amen. it's going to take praying when you're sleepy It's going to take fasting when you're hungry. It's going to take uh, um, going um, and reading and studying your Bible when it's more convenient to do other things. It's no shortcuts. This is a formula that has worked. It is. It's it's, it's a proven method that works. The Bible works. Come on. Look at somebody say the Bible works. In every race, I'm going to give you these five things, and then we're going to go out of here. In every race, there are five things that must occur in order to ensure a successful race. The first thing. Uh, let, let me get three. Any, anybody saved by, by a show of hands? Anybody Anybody know the Lord? Okay. All right. Just long. I just want to see. Okay. Um, I just need three participants. Just three. Just three participants. Pastor, come on! I want pastor. I want pastor to have one. Since since pastor many puts you out there, I, you know, might as well. Okay. And D D D D, come on. Up here. Yes. Lord, asked me to get Yes, yes. That's how you do it. When you, when you're tired and you still press your way, uh, that's how you get it. I'm telling you. Okay. So the first thing. It says, I'm, I'm going back to in every race, there are five things that must occur in order to ensure a successful race. The first thing, you must qualify in order to be in the race. That's the first thing that must happen. You have to qualify in order to be in the race. In, in, in every race, whether it's the Boston Marathon, whether it is the Olympics, there is a qualification that has to take place first. You don't just automatically just show up and say, I'm in, I'm in the race. Mm -mm, They're going to say, uh-uh. Did you qualify? Where's your shirt? Where's your your stuff? Where's your proof? They're going to ask you for some stuff. So you have to qualify first. Okay? Um, Listen, no matter how good you believe you are, you still have to qualify. No, Y'all not understanding this. Because even if Usain Bolt, fastest man in the world, um, goes to the Olympics, where, where is it going to be this time? The, 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 the one that's, in, that's coming up? Or go, going to the future Olympics, the one that's coming up, you know, in, in a couple of years or next year or whatever. Um, if he goes there, he's still the fastest man in the world. But they're going to look at him like, uh, what you here for? You know, we appreciate what you've done in the past, but you haven't qualified to be in this race. He is good. He He's a world record holder. You can say all you know. I done fed the multitude. I done. I done. I done. I done went across countries and 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 did missions. I done. I done done all these things. I done, I I take little kids in and make sure that they they have their homework done before their parents come on. You know. Well, you know. I'm just making that up. But but um. But but a whole lot of good things that people do. I'm talking about the real good people. But qualifying for the believer is giving your life to Jesus Christ. You can do all those good things. You can be so good that, that guess what? When you go to the bathroom, ain't none stinking. You can be that good. But, but guess what? You're not qualified if you ain't saved. What makes these here qualified for the race? They're saved. That's the first thing that you have to do, be qualified. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, although you're doing great things, your community appreciates the great things, but it has no eternal value. It has none, you know, although that seems like, oh, that's harsh. No, it, I'm just I'm just telling you what the worst. Is. It has no eternal value when you are not qualified. You can't be in the race unless you're qualified first. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, um, and, and, and you can read Romans 12 and 1 through 2 on that. Um, the second thing is when there's a race, the person who is over the race or the person who's in a loudspeaker says, Get on your mark. Then they have to. Well, they said they. I'm on my mark. I'm on there already. You know. So, so, so the first thing they have to do is get on your mark. So we about to be in a race. So y'all, make sure you get on your. Okay, just get, just get on your mark. You know. Okay, that's all you got to do. Yeah, you, you can, you, you can, you can stand there if you want to. Just get Just get on. Just get on your mark. <laughs> Get where you're supposed to be. At this point, you know you are supposed to be in the race and you know what race it is. At this point, you are getting your mind off the fact that someone else is racing too. Because remember what the lady said? When when, when, when you're in a race, you're racing against the the course. you're You're forgetting about these other people. So Benny has to forget that this is pastor right here when you're racing. Because if you don't, you'll, you might get discouraged. Oh, shoot, I don't, I don't know if I know much, as much Bible as the pastor. How am I supposed to race against him? He, he, he going to beat me. You know, he... He'd been to school and everything. He know, he know all about the Bible. He said he'd been to Texas for a number of years. He'd been with Creflo and them. he he know the word. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of things that, that go on your mind when you are in a race and you are looking around. You know, When you, when you get on your mark, you got to know that I'm on my mark. This is, this is my mark. I'm, I'm not on their mark you got to get on your own mark. Once you're on your mark, then you understand I'm in a race now. I'm here. I'm here and I belong here. Once you stepped on the mark, guess what? You belong there. Sometimes we get a little discouraged by the other participants. But God's saying, once you own a baby, you in the race now. Don't be discouraged about everything that's going around and the people that's, that have more, better credentials than you have or seems as though they have better credentials than you have. Shoot, I, I can pray too. Tell them, Benny. Amen. Amen. Shoot, I, I, shoot I, I, I know how to get a breakthrough too. And that's what you got to do. You got to do like David. Encourage your own self. Baby, wait a minute. You know, once you get on your mark, that's the time when you got to encourage you. you how, have you ever seen a race where them people they're they're, they're like this, you know? Everyone's around and they, and they say, "Get on your mark." So that means they're in the vicinity of the place where they're supposed to be, and they're just getting their own self, getting their own psyche right. They saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm about to I'm ooh, I'm about to kill this race. I'm about to get in it. I'm about to really do it. I'm about to ooh ooh God, just ooh I just can't wait to hear that gun." You know, that's how you have to be. Once God have called you into the race. Oh, man, I can't wait till this thing start. So. There is a third thing. It says, get on your mark. And then it says, get set. When you get set, then you look like those people right there. <laughs> no, not not. <laughs> you don't have to get. Okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is this is a point where you block out all distractions <laughs> listen all those people are focused all these people are, f- are <laughs> I know <laughs> well, they're ways can, to their breath you, but I'm up here ready you, can, you can, <laughs> So, so, so the thing about it is, is make sure that, that when it said, get set, that you block out all distractions. It's very imperative at this stage that you listen closely at this stage in your life, because, because these are different stages of your life, <laughs> whether or not you know it, what, what, what we're going through is different stages at your life and you have to find out where you are. Some of us may be just in a qualification stage. You just be happy. I'm just, I am qualified. I'm in the qualification. You know, some of us are, are there and haven't moved to the mark yet. Mm. You haven't moved to the mark is I know what race I'm supposed to be in and and I know what I'm supposed to be doing for God. That's when you're on the mark. You're not just guessing and willy nilly in it and saying, well, I'm, I'm here. No. That's just a qualification is when you when you're there, you're saved. you know, the Lord. OK, yeah. OK. That means you're going, you going. You are going to heaven. But when you're on your mark, that means I know what my purpose is. Amen. Everyone that's on their mark knows their purpose. Their purpose is to go where God told them to go. That's why they're on their own mark purposes are different. His purpose is the pastor. His purpose right now is to play them bongos and play them to the anointing come down in heaven. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling Her anointing right now or her purpose right now is the same glory unto the Lord. Amen. You know, know where your purpose is. Know where your mark is. Yeah. Your mark is different. But you have to know it. Amen. Okay, get set. Um, you must be more focused now than ever. Because a false start could be catastrophic or catastrophic. I say this because many people have gone out too early and have shipwrecked their lives, because they didn't have the discipline to wait for the word "go. Good If you go out too early, listen. OK, going back again. First, you're qualified. You know the Lord Jesus. Now you know you know what God desires for you to do. Now it says you're on your mark. Now get set. Okay, I'm I'm focused now. I'm I'm. Listen, you're still in the waiting pattern now. It don't mean you're not doing nothing. Listen, when they were in the waiting pattern, it still hurt was down and they were saying come on preacher do a little faster I know this is a demonstration but do a little faster I'm down here and it's hurting <laughs> when you are down in the set position it's gonna hurt get it in your mind that it's not gonna be comfortable when you're in the set position because it's almost time for you to go in the set position, I'm telling you, the devil's going to be riding you. He's going to be on your mind and, and, and trying to stir up a whole lot of campfires around you and try to get you out of the zone, getting you distracted. Yeah. Because when you're set, you are getting all those distractions out of your mind. I'm laser focused on what I'm supposed to be doing for God. I'm just waiting on the goal. I'm just waiting on him to say go. While I'm waiting on him to say, go, I'm still exerting energy. I'm still praying. I'm still fasting. I'm still reading. I'm still, I'm still ministering to people. I'm still showing love, still showing forgiveness. I'm I'm, I'm still doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm set. When you're set, that, that, that means your blessing is right here, right around the corner. God is ready to launch you. Don't move from your set spot. <sighs> then after he says, get set, then he says, go. Oh, God. There was, there was, look at, <laughs> look at. <laughs> when that word go, I'm telling you. You you got to give it everything you have. Look there she look at <laughs> Listen, when you when, listen, when you hear the word go, then there, look at look at there you go, look it. <laughs> that look it that's all you need is a word go. <laughs> oh listen, thank you guys but but that's all you need right now when you have been set anybody ever is still waiting on God for something waiting on a promise from God you're still in your set position and you're saying God when is my time ever gonna come when are you gonna launch me when are you gonna do something in in us we've been here for quite a long time God you know, some of us have been in our set position for, for years now. Some of us have been in set, set position for months now. But you're still in your set position. Stay in your set position until you hear go. Amen. Don't move until you hear go. Because we don't want a whole bunch of shipwrecked people. There's a whole bunch of hurt people. There's, there's people right now who, who have launched out too early and they're suffering the consequences for launching out too early. And the fifth thing is stay on course. The Bible says, look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. The worst thing ever for a competitor is to get off course. Because once you get off course, you're always thinking about the time that was lost. Anybody ever veered off course when you're driving somewhere and you get lost? You know, I'm I'm just talking to the women right now. Men, I know you know it. (laughs) But, but, But if you've ever gotten off course, you think about the times, or, or the or the or the or the time that was lost, and if you dwell on that time that was lost, you don't you don't ever, it, it takes m- more time to refocus. At this point, you cannot do anything about the time that was lost, so you have to refocus and run harder than you ever have before, because our God knows how to redeem time. Everyone, standing.